0: Now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, hop-along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Maine or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck, or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine ford parts brand name tires at competitive prices remember nobody beats alcohol ford we have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening so sit back relax and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio it's all right here right now on rod and Real radio the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all
1: over the united states now here's your host hop along john cassidy And thank you, Mark Larson, and welcome, everybody, to Rod and Reel Radio. I am your underfish toast. Hop along, John Cassidy. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're not in the studios tonight. Stan's out fishing. Wendy and I, if you visited us at Day at the Docks, you'll know that we're still there right now, meeting and greeting all of you. We had a great time, and I appreciate you all stopping by to say hello. But needless to say, we have an all-new show for you tonight. Went out during the w- week, did some recordings. We have the guys from Angler's Chronicles on with us, and then from H&M Landing, Frank Ersetti's with us. We caught up with Chuck and Bobby Taft. They're going to be on with us. And then also Tim Green from the premiere. He's with us. And then we stopped off over at Fisherman's Seafood Processing, and we got a chance to talk to Ryan Mooney's. Hey, you know the fish are coming in. you don't know what to do. With those fish you got to take them over to Ryan. gave us a lot of helpful hints on what to do with our fish after we take them off the boat. So we ask you to sit back and relax. Some of you may be listening to us, coming back home from day at the docks, or you didn't get a chance to be there sitting in the leisure of your own home, but whatever the case may be, sit back, relax, and enjoy. I'll be back after the show to tell you about next week. So right now, Jorge and Ben, take it away and enjoy Rod and Reel Radio for this week. Well, we're kicking off our show uh, from uh, day at the docks here, but I ventured a little off property to uh, talk to a a guy that you should all be thinking about coming uh, up this season, especially with the fishing that we're seeing right now. And it's Ryan Mones from uh, Sportsman Seafood Processing. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? All right. Well, you know, we're starting to see the numbers come up in the boats, uh, limits of yellowtail. We're beginning to see um, uh, some bluefin out there. Uh, all indications me- seem to be that this is going to be a great year. And this also means it's a great year to come and
2: visit you with such a plentiful bounty out there right now absolutely we've uh, been in business for over 22 years doing the processing side of things we also have a a fresh retail restaurant and i mean a fresh retail fish market as well as a fish and chips restaurant Uh, it's been here for shoot i want to say damn near 60 years so um we're (coughs) excuse me we're busy year-round uh with the three pieces that we have here at our business but the processing side of things is getting ready to kick off here in the next i don't know i'd say 30 to 60 days for us um i believe the red rooster was the last long-range boat aside from the royal polaris to be fishing this time of year but we're ready for june to come around and start cutting up all those yellow tails and bluefin and making our customers happy
1: well let's talk a little bit about the processing um uh Uh, process itself what happens what should fishermen do as soon as they catch their fish on the boat if they want to be bringing their fish to a processor like sportsman seafood processing
2: well first thing you do is pretty much common sense is get the get the fish on ice uh now once you have your boat cleaned up and you're ready to get it processed bring it on over to us if it's uh before 5 p.m Uh, Every day but Monday, we will intake it here at our retail market. And if it's between the hours of 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., you can always leave that fish with our restaurant staff, which is here until 8 p.m. If not, we're generally here by 7 a.m. the following morning at latest. And we'd be more than happy to take in your catch from there.
1: Now, if you're on one of the uh, sports fishers and you catch a load of fish, uh, what do you want to tell the crew to do so that uh, your fish when you get off the boat, are ready to come to the processor here?
2: Well, I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of, of the deckhands and crew members of these other boats, but obviously if they have the ability of doing it, I, I suggest you gill and gut it and keep it, pre- preserve its freshness as long as you can. Um, but if they don't gill and gut your fish, just bring it whole. It's a, it's a preferred way for us to, to intake it because we are going to process your fish on on uh, on ground level ground so to speak we're not on a moving vessel here those guys work their tail off out there on the boat so we get it that they want to make their side money and we're all for them making side money um but as far as the customer goes being the owner of that fish they obviously want to take it home in the best quality they can so On our side, we prefer that you bring it to us whole. Uh, Once again, most cases we have the ability of doing same-day service. It just depends what time you bring it to our facility. Um, Any of these sport boats that are out for three days or longer, uh, as far as the duration of their trip, we generally are there at the landings to service them. Uh, But this time of year, you see a lot of overnight and three-quarter-day trips and stuff like that. So we don't go down to the boat when they come in to uh service them for processing but once again you're always more than welcome to drop them off here at our location as late as 8 p.m uh seven days a week and then uh, our retail market is is closed only on mondays but you're always welcome to drop off your fish seven days a week here at our place uh as late as 8 p.m
1: do you advise that uh, we call you ahead of time before we go on the trip and say hey ryan i'm uh, going out in the sea adventure too let's say it's going to be a day and a half trip uh We're going to get back at about uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. By the time we get our fish, it's going to be 7 o'clock or so, and I've got some friends, and we're going to bring all of our fish over there and make sure that you're here ready to accept the fish.
2: Absolutely. It never hurts to have a heads-up that a boat's going to be coming in. Once again, it's fishing, so it's not guaranteed that they're going to catch fish, but I think we all have our fingers crossed that with the signs that we've seen thus far this year that it should be a... Pretty damn good fishing season. So once again, a phone call never hurts. Just to give us a heads up, um, as long as it's within our hours of operation, you are more than welcome to come here at any time.
1: Now also, the private boaters, they're more than welcome to bring their catches over here too because we found out historically that uh, over the past couple of years, it's been the private boaters first that have gotten on to these big uh, bluefin tuna and, and you know catching fish that are uh, triple-digit fish. You want to be able to do something with that catch to preserve it and uh, uh, to get it the the way that you want it. If you you have to eat that fish, uh, you know, six months from now, that it's as good as the day you caught it.
2: Oh, absolutely. We use a standard three mil bag. I know, I get a customer here and there that wants it's wants his or her five mil bags uh, used for their their fish, but we just carry a three mil bag. We see that it it, it tends to last anywhere from say 12 to 18 months with proper handling of the package itself that they are plastic so if you bounce them around when they're frozen uh inside your freezers yes you hit a corner or something they will pop so just be careful with the way you handle them but absolutely i mean i have i get customers all the time that compliment us on man i caught that fish a year ago and i just had it out for dinner and it tasted like the day we caught it so it's good feedback to hear from our customers knowing that the quality of the bags that we're using are are sufficient enough and and it's not just the bags it's the the cleanliness of the product that you're getting back to you know we we're pretty pretty picky as far as how clean no black meat no no bloodline all that good stuff so once again nobody's perfect we all make a, a mistake here and there when it comes to having a, a bad bag here and there, or whatever it may be. But for the most part, everybody's pretty satisfied with the 3-mil bag. And once again, if you have the ability of gill and gutting your fish, especially the bigger bluefin, um, it's recommended. But if not, no biggie. We're here to do that for you as well.
1: I like uh, the fact that I can come to you, and, and there's a couple of things I can do. Is Number one, uh, you have no minimums with regards to, Size or total weight of the catch, uh, for the most part.
2: When it comes to size of the fish, no, I'm not the one catching it. Nor is my crew. You guys, as fishermen, are the one catching it. So I, it's not right for me to say what's too big or too small uh, in order for us to process. The only um, the only thing that I will say is we do have a twenty dollar minimum for processing. So let's use as an example: you bring in five lingcod cod and, and they total thirteen pounds your processing order at a minimum is going to be twenty dollars one way or the other so um when it comes to i know last year we had a lot of issues and there was some issues with the other processors wanting or not wanting to accept certain fish of a certain size but uh obviously you guys catch it if you choose to keep it and that's what we're here for is to cut it so um yeah no no there's no minimum as far as the sizing goes. It's just a minimum as cost, and, and that'd be a $20 minimum of a processing order. Um, once again, the, the freight part of things can get a little expensive. It uh, just depends on where you live. We always recommend that the angler takes the fish home with them themselves. Um, but if they do not have the ability to, we, uh, we ship with uh, FedEx. Uh, send everything standard overnight because it's a perishable product. Um, But you also have other shipping options via air cargo using Southwest, and they tend to fly just about anywhere in the U.S., and and that is your cheaper alternative when it comes to the freight. The only inconvenience with that is that you do have to go pick it up at your local major airport, Um, but if you do want the door-to-door service via FedEx, we offer that too. It does just get a little bit more pricey.
1: Well, if a fisherman, though, comes in, let's say, on a Sunday, and they say, hey, Ryan, I live up in L.A., Can you process the fish for me, hold them, and I'll come down next week and get them? You also accommodate uh, them uh, with that request, too.
2: Absolutely. I do not carry a storage fee or a charge or any of that. Um, It's written on our invoices as well. We have no problem holding your fish to upwards of 30 days. Um, The summertime, we hope that you pick it up within the 30 just because... We are limited somewhat when it comes to space uh, as far as storing it. Um, we do have two pretty good-sized industrial freezers here that uh, we're allowed to hold quite a bit of fish in. But if fishing's good enough, those freezers do fill up pretty quickly if customers do not come to pick up their fish within 30 days. Um, but in the off season, when these guys are going out for 15, 18 day trips, and if a guy's going to be going to say Europe, for example, for a month and a half, two months, when he gets off of his fishing trip, I have no problem holding it for him. As long as I have the space, I I will hold it for any of my customers at, at no additional charge.
1: The thing I like about you, too, is uh, you really deal in portion controls. A fisherman comes up and says, hey, it's just me and my wife. Can you put it uh, so that the servings are two or three per, or I've got a larger family, uh, I need to feed four or five people at a time. Can you make each package so... It feeds four or five, or can you put the loins in one type of package and the and the uh, you know the bellies in another type? You you tailor it to what the fishermen need.
2: Absolutely, uh, I think the smallest package that we get a request for is generally like a half pound pack only, and that's usually just because it's going to be serving one person only. Uh, the most common uh, I've seen throughout the twelve years I've been doing this is a about a one pound pack, which we kind of figure as a two-person portion serving that way there's not much waste so if it's just a husband and a wife and the husband went fishing and they both eat fish generally they'll ask for a one pound pack but as far as accommodating the customer to whatever size they want yes absolutely Um, we do loins i have bags that are upwards of 30 inches so you can off these bigger tuna you can get a probably a good I'd say seven, eight pound pack in, in one bag if that's how you want it. Most people who can their own fish tend to want loins um, that way they can portion it out how they want when they go to do their canning. But yeah, any request as long as it's within reason, we have absolutely no problem doing it. We're here to accommodate the customer.
1: Yeah, last season uh, you uh, uh, processed some fish from a uh, friend of mine that was from Tennessee. He came in uh, just as he was leaving, picked up the fish they put the fish on the airplane, brought it back to Tennessee, put it back in the freezer, and then two or three months later he was canning the fish and boy he is enjoying it now and it's as good as, as the day that he caught it.
2: That's what I like to hear, another another compliment and uh, uh, another happy customer. Now
1: listen, you make absolutely the best smoked and jerked fish that I think uh, anyone would ever want to taste. How do I get my hands on that, or how I? How do I get that done?
2: Well, we do sell it in our retail market. Um, the yellowfin tuna jerky is the one we've been kind of carrying the longest. That is uh, $23 a pound. Um, and then we also carry salmon jerky, which is actually one of our bigger sellers here in-house. Um, but any fish that you guys catch and want to have exchange, or not exchange, because you get your fish back, but uh, essentially process for smoker jerky... We don't recommend doing any type of whitefish, halibut grouper, or anything like that, but any kind of tuna, whether it be bluefin, yellowfin, uh, yellowtail, that is, those are all jerkable uh, species. Um, when it comes to smoke, you could smoke just about anything. Uh, we have a in-house brick smoker that's been here for over 50-something years, so there tends to have a lot of flavor built up in it. So. When when you do get your finished product, it, as you said, it's it's tough to beat. I eat it on a regular basis. <laughs>
1: okay, you know Ryan. Uh, we're speaking with Ryan Emenes from uh, Sportsman Seafood Processing. Ryan, a lot of people may not know still where you're located. You know they're uh, uh, they've been coming down to San Diego. They might be fishing out of the, the commercial landings off of Scott Street. Where are you located? How's the best way to get a hold of you and stay in contact with you if we want to avail ourselves of your service?
2: Well, our location is very, very central, especially if you're familiar with Seaforth Sport Fishing. Um, basically, we're on the same street as Seaforth. When you turn at the the light on the main road to go to Seaforth Landing, you drive right into us, where the first business on Quivira Road, um, located right next door to the Hyatt. Uh, our best way of contacting us would be our phone number here in-house, and that's area code 619-224-3551. You can also find us on our website, sportsmanseafood.com, as well as on Facebook and Twitter. Um, once again, a lot of people do know where we're located just because of the location of Seaport. They have to drive right by us uh, on their way in and on their way out. But it's only about a five-minute drive from the landings over there on Scott Street, and um, I know there's three major landings there. We have Fisherman's Landing, Point Loma Sport Fishing, as well as H and M. Once again, it's about a five-minute drive from all three of those landings. So, if you need to get a hold of us, you can call us anytime six one nine two two four three five five one. Find us on our website at SportsmanSeafood.com or on Facebook or Twitter.
1: Well, I've got to thank you because both Stan, Wendy, and I have used Sportsman Seafood Processing for processing our fish. I'm still eating uh, yellowfin and bluefin tuna that you did for me. I also have a little bit of the jerky left. I treat that like gold. that is really something special. you're
2: gonna leave here today
1: with the little oh, no, that's all right hey Ryan thanks a lot for being with us. you know this these are the people you need to know about especially at the start of the season because that catch that you have is so precious it's so valuable you want to make sure that it's processed and preserved in a correct way, and Ryan here at Sportsman Seafood Processing is the guy to do it for you. Thanks a lot for being with us, Ryan.
2: Thank you very much, Jim, and have a good fishing season to all you anglers out there as well this year. All
1: right. Hey, stay tuned. There's still more Rod and Reel Radio to come after these messages.
4: Now. Adventures. Call today HM Landing 619 222 1144 or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. HM Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi day fishing since 1935. That's HM Landing at 619 222 1144 or hmlanding.com. Hi. I'm Chad, designer and owner of
0: Hookup Baits. Hookup Baits jigs are the most realistic and effective jigs ever developed. The realistic action and looks of these jigs catch everything from crappie and trout to yellowtail and tuna and everything in between. In fact, in the last year I have only thrown hookup baits and have caught close to 100 different species of fish. These jigs are so versatile and easy to use with eight different sizes and colors to match the hatch wherever you fish. You can fish them on top, you can fish them on the bottom, fast, slow, and even troll them. You can find these great jigs for fresh and saltwater fishing at hookupbaits.com.
5: 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your baitcasters, the PTA design has the new PTXA frame, Lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag, quantum fishing. We are performance-tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at
1: 619-466-8355. Hey, thank you for joining me again. And we are are here at H&M Landing, and I just ran into... Two of the skippers here that run uh, two of the best operations out of the landing here from uh, Sea Adventure Sports Fishing, Mr. Chuck Taft, and from the Top Gun 80, Bobby Taft. Guys, welcome to the show.
6: Yeah, Thanks, John. How have you
1: been? Oh, we've been good. 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 Hey, Chuck, let's uh, first start off with you. Uh, sea Adventure Sports Fishing, uh, tell us about the trips that you're going to be offering uh, coming up this season with Sea Adventure Sports Fishing.
7: Well, we got the one-day trips we're running on the Sea Adventure 2, and we're fishing yellowtail and bluefin right now and they're biting early spring bite like we thought it was going to be and then on the legend we got all multiple day trips that we run day and a half up to two and a half day trips and the jig strike is a charter boat that we run anywhere from 16 to 20 people all right
6: and how about you bobby uh, we're doing day and a half to six day trips and uh we be fishing offshore on most of them for bluefin, albacore, yellowtail, whatever bites there. So
1: I got hey, You know, uh, most of you people know these are two brothers over here. They come from a great fishing family. Their dad, Spike, is <coughs> one of the premier skippers here. What was it like growing up in that family uh, of uh, with that sports fishing heritage like that? Let's start off with you, Chuck.
7: Well, it, it was probably one of the greatest things in the world when you look back at it. And you're at the point to where I am and stuff to see what a pioneer he was and how many people he really started in the industry. I mean, the number of people that he got started and the people that own boats down here now and stuff is unbelievable. That you have landing owners, boat owners, all kinds of people. So it was really great to be involved. And that's what got me to where I am and Bobby to where he is.
1: Bobby... Uh when you were growing up in that family did you you feel like sports fishing was going to be something that you'd be doing through your entire career or were you looking at okay my dad's a fisherman uh you know i might want to be doing something else
6: no i started working with dad when i was eight and uh i was pretty much knowing what i was going to do from the time i started you know i i loved it i loved fishing and uh Got uh, my own boat. Uh, yeah, when, when was that? When we get the channel clipper, Chuck, that was uh, 18, 70, 69, 70, 68. somewhere in there. 68, when I graduated from high school. and Dad had the patrician, and we ran uh, that for him. And uh, I got my skipper's license in 19 and never looked back. Just kept going.
1: You know, uh, one of the things it, it must have taught you, not only uh, you know to give you uh, uh, sharpen up your fishing skills, but also to learn your way around the boats. And I know Bobby and Chuck, you guys are always tweaking out the boats, trying to do the latest thing, the best things that it isn't like it has to go to the shipyard to get an update every year. If there's a great update to do, you're on it right now.
7: Well, you've you got to put money back into the boats and keep the boats up to maintain the product that you have. And if there's something that comes out that helps the ability for you to catch more fish and to put a better product out, you have to do it. I mean, we've always been a leader, not a follower as far as everything goes, is putting on the boats and what to do with them. And not only did we learn from our father uh, about fishing, we learned how to maintain boats, build boats, and get to where we're at. Just running a boat, is the easiest thing in the world it doesn't take a brain to run a boat it takes a brain to know how to operate it maintain it and do everything else that has to be done the fishing part is really actually the easiest part of the whole operation
1: well you know the boat must talk to you too because i know when you must feel when the boat's running right you know when it's running right but if something is starting to go wrong you know that it just doesn't feel right and uh uh, with your background, you probably have the ability to go and, and go right to the source and figure out what it is.
7: The majority of the time, yes. I mean, you, you've done it as long as we have. Um, Bobby and me just, in the last month, got our 10th issue on our skipper's license, and they are good for <laughs> five years each. So we're, we're both in a, going on our 50 years of having a license.
1: My gosh. You know, Bobby, uh, you've been, uh, you know, You've been in the sports fishing business for a long time. You've been around the boats. You know, are there some really big changes that you've seen that you think, wow, this is really a difference maker that, uh, you know, has just changed
6: the course of what you're doing? Well, just the technology alone. I mean, when we first started ro- working on sport boats, I mean, we were lucky to have a radar, yep. I mean, you know, and a fathom meter. That's basically all we had on the boat and a CB radio. I mean, we had nothing, and uh, the technology today with the electronics we have today, the sonar systems we have, the radars, and uh, Nobletech uh, uh, charts, and I mean, it's just its unbelievable the, the technology, the way it's involved in the last 50 years of uh, fishing.
1: I, I remember when I first started going out with my dad, in the 50s uh, on the old Polardos out of Fisherman's Landing. Uh, Norm Schultz was the skipper at that time. We'd go down to these exotic places called Descanso Bay, which seemed like it was out in the middle of nowhere and dead reckoning going on out there and then in order to get back to, to Point Loma, you would, uh, you would listen for this this bong or this beep and you'd, you'd take your instrumentation and wherever that beep was the strongest that's the direction you went back to in order to get back to Point Loma. Changed considerably since then.
6: Oh yeah, I mean, that's, we fished uh, offshore for Abaco in the '60s and early '60s. All we had was a transistor radio. You tune in on a KFI, and yeah, you know, okay, we know we're about where we're at. Okay, <laughs> let's head that way, you know. And uh, but uh, technology today is unbelievable, and the equipment we're using today we would have had that back in the 50s and 60s oh my gosh fishing would have been unbelievable
1: well i i think we're coming up to another unbelievable uh you know uh uh, season chuck let's go back to you from all the indications that you see out there uh how are we looking for this season
7: well it's kind of like i told you three weeks ago that indications look really really good And I wasn't far wrong. The yellows are here. The bluefin are here, like I thought, with the bait system. Around with all the runoff that we've had from the rains and stuff, there's more bait around than we've seen in years. Chovy everywhere and stuff. So things look really, really good right now. The weather, if anything, has given everybody a little hard time to go anywhere. And then fishing's been too good for anybody to have to go look. All the bluefin that we're catching right now the yellowtail we're catching is all within 40 miles. We've had nobody go out to the west. We've had nobody go down to the south and look. Um, no telling what's outside the 60 and stuff like that. I mean, we get a little break in this weather. I think you're going to find a big surprise at what people are going to find in some of the other areas. All right,
1: Bobby, how about you? Because I know the Top Gun 80. Ha, uh, you charter out more for more lang- long-ranger trips, three days, five days, and beyond like that. What are you seeing that you're going to be going after the season and what the fishing's well, going to hopefully,
6: be like? hopefully we're going to start in on albacore here. Uh, the, the, usually when we have a, uh, a weather pattern like we've had this year with the wet season, the storm tracks moved on down to the south. It usually indicates that the albacore will not stay all up, up north in Oregon and Washington that we'll get fish down in here. And we're hoping we get fish down in the the 29 block, the 30 block, which is 120 to 200 miles. Uh, We haven't had any fish come in from down there in the last three years, actually, since the El Nino. And with the storm track changing, like Chuck says, the bait and everything, it it should, uh, hopefully we get albacore this year and get some fish stirred in down below and move up the coast. Um, I think we got a real good chance of it this year. I know the fish in the South Pacific, the albacore that they were catching this year, it started out about 1,200 miles further south than it has been for the last 10 years, which is a good indication that the fish are going to be further to the south this year.
1: Now, the the Mexican government has come up with these biospheres around uh, a lot of the islands, 22 of the islands uh, off the uh, Baja Coast.
6: That's something that really isn't going to affect you that much, is it? Well, we don't know what they're going to do yet. They uh, put the islands into the, that uh, category, but they haven't got a management plan. It's not going to affect anything this year. We don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, we've applied for all the permits for all the islands, and uh, uh, the main main ones that are talking about would be uh, Cedris, Benitas, uh, San Martín, and the coronado islands and uh, so we're not sure what's going to happen there i know we got good relations with mexico city ken frankie's been down there several times in the last month and uh, we're working on a management plan to where everybody can work this out together
1: yeah I, i think the biospheres were meant more for the the trawlers and the saners that just go and harvest anything and and the amount of catch coming from the sports fishers that happen to stop there overnight For safe harbor or whatever it is, it is nominal. And I'm already hearing that uh, uh, there are boats getting permission to to stop off at Cedrus Island and other places like that. So there is some softening of the policy, it seems.
6: Well, I think so. And and like I said, they don't have a management plan. And so they can't put it into law until they have the management plan. All the long range boats that go down to Cedrus, Benitas and stuff like that, we have put in for a permit for it. So it's, like I said, it's a year or two away, and uh, we just have to play that one by ear and see what's happening. Uh, mainly the San Quintin fleet, I heard, bought uh, Cedras fleet out, and they're trying to get get it to where no one can fish the island if you're over 30 foot long. Yeah. Well, I understand what they're trying to do, and, well, it is their country, but... You got to remember the revenue that we bring into their country, also. So I think they get a happy medium here, and we'll be fine with that.
7: All right. Well, the biggest problem with that whole situation is it's not just the Mexicans. The biggest problem that we have are people who own boats that live in LA are causing all the problems and trying to keep Mexicans working and got boat playing both sides of it. There's where all the problems coming from, really. I mean, the guys down in San Quentin, yes, they want to have some uh, control of it, but the boats that are raising all the hell are owned by people in Los Angeles and stuff like that. Okay,
1: uh, let's talk about your schedule right now, uh, Bobby, uh, on uh, the Top Gun eighty. Uh, hey, how are you looking with regards to bookings and the? Well, uh, the way the schedule's looking going throughout the year now?
6: Well, we're looking real good. We start in the middle of May here, start running, and uh, we got some openings in May and June trips. Uh, July, August, September, and three-quarters of October is already gone. Uh, we're pretty much sold out on everything. So uh, if the, I think we're going to have uh, albacore and pretty good bluefin tuna fishing this year uh, early. Uh, like I said, the bluefin are here already and no one's really gone out for a day or two or three and look around on the outside to see what's out there and uh, so i think we'll have uh, good fishing in may and june also
1: but people want to talk to you about maybe going out uh, sometime in may when you're not booked. it looks like right now may is going to be the new july the way the uh, season is shaping up
6: yeah it looks like it i mean the, the amount of tuna around we've talked to noah and they said we had 20% of the tuna population, the bluefin tuna population on this coast last year. They're saying that we're supposed to have 50% of the population of bluefin on this coast out of San Diego and Southern California coast this year. That means two and a half times more bluefin this year than we had last year. That's a, It's remarkable. And the amount of fish that is around that we have seen is, it's unbelievable. Right. Uh, it- uh, Chuck,
1: you know, Stan Kinison had the old line, go where the food is. And it seems like right now off our local waters, there seems to be a pretty good abundance of food. Last year, we seemed to just see a preponderance of red crab. And the red crab is out there, but there's still a lot of other fin fish coming on oh, the, up.
7: The amount of fin fish that's around right now is unbelievable. There's uh, chovy from one inch to four inches everywhere you go. We're well watching every day on the legend and the amount of bait that we see every day and the little breezers that we see every day and the crab that we see running out to the 9 mile bank is unbelievable compared to what you've seen and in the last couple of years so as long as we have this feed chain down here and it stays locked down in here we're in really really good shape and the amount of fish that are around that's around now is A lot more than people realize i mean there's some really nice spots of bluefin that guys are seeing and the same old thing with bluefin you go one day what you'll have a really great day like pat the other day had 21 bluefin you go out the next day you look at all the fish you hook one or two bluefin fishing sometimes is like that but you know that stuff gets in the right cycle we got a chance to really have some really good fishing i like i told you guys a couple weeks ago there's fish outside the 43. There's fish on the 43. There's fish on around the 425 to 371. You get on down a little further. There's um, fish down outside of Totasanus that I know of for sure. And the guys are seeing a little bit of fish down at Colinette. So, you know, you're actually looking at, at probably a 140 mile spread of fish. And really, nobody has gone out to the west, southwest to look everybody's been within 30 miles of the beach of where all this fish is being seen so who knows what's outside because the last two years 95 percent of all our fishes come from the southwest our yellow fin came from there our blue fin came from there and the weather we've had has just been tough on everybody and nobody's been out to look
1: yeah uh we're speaking with uh, chuck and bobby taft uh a lot of the noise you're hearing in the background we are at h H&M and Landing and the guys are working on the boats even as uh, we speak uh, we're aboard the Top Gun uh, 80 over here which is owned by uh, uh, Bobby Taft and uh, Chuck what I wanted to ask you is uh, Sea Adventure Sports Fishing uh, working out of H&M Landing here the boats that you run and the type of trips that you're going to be offering off of each of those vessels
7: Well, the Sea Adventure, we're offering one-day trips right now, Um, leaving every night between 9 or 10 o'clock. We're running an ultra-limited load with 25 people maximum, fishing the Yellowtail and the Bluefin right now. Uh, The Legend, we'll be doing well watching for the next uh, couple more weeks, and then we'll start our multiple-day schedule. And the jig strike is set up for the local charters and overnight charters. All right, and uh,
1: Bobby, the uh, Top Gun 80, the uh, type of trips that you offer, special charters, I know you can probably cater to whatever your customers want, but what do you like
6: to see when uh, uh, going on out? Oh, well, I like to see a full boat, yeah. of course, <laughs> but uh, we're, uh, like I said, we're pretty much sold out already this year for July, August, September, and October, but. Uh, we do have some room on some spots. Uh, just get a hold of H&M Landing and uh, make your reservations or go on the website, H&M Landing, and uh, click on Top Gun. It'll bring up my full schedule, and you can see what we have available left. And uh, we will be doing some trips uh, probably in about three weeks. We're going to start. We've got a few things I want to take care of on the boat, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll. But like Chuck said, all the fish that we've seen this year is amazing, and all the yellowfin tuna that we've had for the last two years has not come up the coast from Mexico. This stuff's all come out from the west, and it comes out through outside Cortez and south of Cortez and comes into our beaches here. It uh, I just talked to Rich, who's running one of the long liners, a friend of mine, and he was catching 30 to 50 pound yellowfin at 250 miles on his way back out there to go fishing just last week. So, uh, and he said he couldn't keep them off the jigs. He only trolls three jigs because he's a longliner just traveling. And he said it was amazing. There, he, Every time he put a jig in the water, it'd catch a 30 to 40 pound yellowfin.
1: And it looks like the fish's food source or the bait is prepared. on the coast over here. Yeah, it it isn't
6: is. outside. It is. It's a remarkable amount of red crab and, and, and anchovy and sardine that's around this year. It's just. Uh, I mean, it's not just us. You can go up to L.A., from L.A. down, I know for a fact. All the rock cod fishermen, every fish you catch is uh, throwing up uh, the red crabs, and uh, it's just amazing the amount of bait that's around. My friend C.L., he
1: has friends that are fishing out of Oregon, and they say that those fish are even coming up with red crab in them. So it's got to be one heck of a biomass.
6: Well, that, and you've got to remember, we had El Nino for the last two years, and the water has not really dropped that much. I mean, you go outside here, 30, or 40 miles, you're still in 62, 62 and a half, 63. You get out there, 80 to 100 miles off the beach, you're going to drop down to 60, 59, 60s, which is uh, where it should be at this time of year, but I mean in along our coast, all the way up to Oregon it's still warm water in along the beach that's why you see the yellowtail counts up that we've had at San Clemente Island, they've had it here on the beach uh, Coronado Islands, Catalina Island there's still a lot of fish around that got caught up in that El Nino that went up north and hasn't made it all the way back down south so there's a lot of fish around yet. Wow, right, Chuck,
1: Uh, if people want to get a hold of you to uh, find out about trips, what boats are available, what types of uh, trips can uh, be gone on uh, with Sea Adventure Sports Fishing. How's the best way to do it?
7: Well, you can either go online to Sea Adventure Sports Fishing and look and pull up the Sea Adventure 2, Chick Strike, or The Legend, or go to h H&M Landings' website, and they'll click on either one of the boats there, and they'll tell you. So... Like I said, guys, at this point, the fish are biting, and we're trying to run every day on the sea adventure. So, guys, this is time to be fishing, not thinking about the fish are here, the fish are biting. Don't be left out.
1: You know, and Bobby, uh, uh, the Top Gun 80, one of the premier boats to go on uh, out of H&M Landing over here, uh, not everyone can get on a charter. Do you have any open party trips planned at this time?
6: Yeah, we do. We have open party trips, and like I said, you go online and find out which one it is. There's several trips that got two or three or four people light on a trip and stuff, and uh, just click on that trip, and uh, we'll get you on.
1: Well, Chuck and Bobby Taft, appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, I know you're working on the boats right now, getting ready to, uh, to get out in the coming weeks, and uh, let's hope we have a great season, and, and please, if you will, uh, if we can impose upon you, to talk to you from time to time just to talk about what is happening with the fishing here because i know we always get the straight scoop from you guys
6: all right yeah not a problem john all right thanks chuck
7: all right thank you good fishing
1: all right hey you're listening to rod and reel radio on am 540 stay tuned there's still a lot more rod and reel radio to come
2: Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn, and a broker for Kessler Yachts, located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can assure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner, or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866, so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers at Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866.
3: Tuna hooks, ring hooks tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now.
1: This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rocklease Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rocklease at your local fishing tackle dealer. And hey, we're back here at uh, H&M Landing, and just happened to run into uh, owner-operator of the uh, the Ranger 85 and uh, the managing partner of uh, H&M Landing, uh, Frank Corsetti. Captain Frank, how's it going? Hey, John, how are you? Thanks for having me on the show. Well, you know, you have spent uh, the past month and a half going to shows, talking about uh, fishing, talking about H&M Landing, uh, it's now getting close to time to stop talking and start doing the doing. I'm, I'm sure you're looking forward to that. Absolutely. Well, we already are, just like
9: uh, Chuck and Bobby had talked about. We're already seeing such good signs of bluefin. We're catching yellowtail. We're catching bluefin right now. Um, it, it, all, all indicators are out there. We're going to have ourselves one heck of a season.
1: Well, you know, you really uh, were in the driver's seat when it was talking to the public at the Fred Hall shows and all the other events that you've been to, what seems to be uh, uh, the mood of the general public when it comes to uh, uh, sports fishing this year? Do they uh, seem to be eager to go? Uh, are uh, are they optimistic that there's going to be fish out there? How would you find the, the general public uh, uh, as a
9: whole? No, There's serious optimism. There's guys that want to get out on the water. Uh, based upon the last two years, what we've seen, we've had so many new customers Uh, Start to take up the sport of fishing with the phenomenal bluefin and yellowfin tuna fishing that we've had. Um, Everyone's excited. They're already starting to fish, John. We're seeing it. Uh, Good loads here right now with good catches on the three-quarter day boat of Yellowtail. Um, Chuck's had a few trips overnight on the Sea Adventure 2. Let's see, was it last week? Pat scored big. He had 21 or 23 bluefin on an overnight trip just incredible fishing that we're seeing and that started off at the end of March here we are breaking into April and it's just building up and getting better we're seeing this bluefin tuna spread out over a broad area like Chuck and Bobby said earlier basically from colonette all the way up here to just south of the border and we're seeing scattered yellowtail good schools of mixed size fish uh, it's to me, it's it's phenomenal. Springtime start fishing for offshore. It's it's good.
1: Well, let's don't treat uh, these boats like they are the uh, red-haired, freckled-faced kids of the group. <laughs> the half-day and the three-quarter-day boats, because it seemed like they're the first of the boats that uh, in the past couple of seasons that have actually gone out and started finding these fish because they're out there uh, a little more often than the. Uh, the day and a half and the multi-day trip uh, vessels well it's true
9: early in the year as springtime comes around um, usually the the three quarter day boats fishing the island um however right now i'd favor either way and almost a little bit more to an overnight trip because it gives you a little bit more time on the water quite a bit more as a matter of fact an overnight to a day and a half trip is going to afford you more time to hunt out that tuna that there's some nice grade bluefin mixed in with this yellowtail, and those guys are scoring a bit more consistently the overnight boats. So, I would uh, I would certainly base my base my trip upon whatever time I have available in my day. If you don't have as much time, a three quarter day is a good trip. If you have a little bit more time and you want to increase your odds, without a doubt, an overnight trip's the way to go.
1: Well, you know, I know the fishing has been relatively good the past few seasons, but. I don't think I can remember a time in uh, our local waters or waters that are so close that we've seen yellowtail fishing the way it has been for the past, you know, three or four weeks, even with the lousy weather that
9: we've had. Right now, without a doubt, this this fish has persisted, which is uh, which is a true indicator that I feel we're going to have ourselves another El Nino summer. Um, you know, recent reports were saying that it could go either way with, with very little wind down by the equator and that water just being sort of flat, neutral. Um, but what we've had here is a very strong spring in terms of weather and wind, but this warm water is persisting. There's a huge biomass, like you guys were talking about earlier, as far as plenty of bait around, fin bait, anchovy, sardine. Even red crab, and that just means that fish is staying here. They're opportunistic feeders. There's no reason for them to go. That fish has persisted here all winter. Water's starting to heat up a little bit. It's gonna bite. It's gonna
1: bite well. Strap
9: yourself in. We're getting started early.
1: All right. Let's let's go over it quickly. You know, we uh, had a chance to talk to uh, uh, Bobby Taft uh, on the Top Gun 80. Uh, the bookings are lo- looking good. Chuck with Sea Adventure Sports Fishing here at H and M Landing. The bookings are looking good. But you have other vessels over here, too, that that are really producing, uh, you know, the Old Glory, the Vendetta, and a number of others. If you will, uh, Excuse go th- me. yeah, go through the fleet a little bit and, and tell us about the different vessels you have and the type of rides that they can afford uh, customers that want to come aboard. Certainly. We can start at the very beginning. You know, H&M has a fleet of 30
9: boats, and they vary anywhere from half to luxurious long-range boats vessels, half-day to to long-range vessels. Um, Daily, we have the Premier departing twice a day, 6.30 and 1 p.m., fishing uh, fishing local. We're going to probably see some pretty good bass fishing here before too long as this water starts to improve along the coast. Right now, it's good mixed bag rock fishing, but a great way to get started. Uh, Three-quarter-day boat, Malahini, departs daily at 5.30, fishing either the Coronado Islands or offshore. Now, depending upon the type of trip you do, if you're fishing the Coronado Islands, a passport is required. When the guys are fishing offshore, as long as they're more than 12 miles off the coast, passport is not required. Best to always check the website and see how that schedule is going every day. From there, we have a whole host of private charter boats, anything from six passenger all the way up to 100 passenger boats. And then we have our day boat fleet or our overnight fleet with the producer, the old glory, the legend, the Sea Adventure 2. All of those boats offering various schedules, again, available online at hmlanding.com. Multi day boats, again, the Sea Adventure 2, the Legend, the Ranger 85, Ocean Odyssey, the Chief. Uh, Let's see. The first string, again, just the most diverse fleet up and down the coast is found right here at H&M Landing. Now, all those schedules are online at hmlanding.com, and it's pretty easy to filter out. If you're looking for a one-day trip, just simply filter one day, and every one of those boats that has their schedule will come up, and you just need to choose from that inventory whatever type or whatever fits your date. Anything from one day, day and a half, multi-days from two to three. Bobby has some fives. All the way up to long range, we have two of the finest long range boats in our fleet here, with the Spirit of Adventure and the Red Rooster Three.
1: Well, you know, we've talked about the experience of the skippers, obviously with uh, uh, skippers like uh, Bobby Taft, Chuck Taft, but you have some great young skippers that are coming on up. Ray Summers on the Vendetta, Clay Williams uh, coming on up, and then you know, Jake Boss taking on uh, over the uh, the Indian. Uh, there are some young guys. That are just uh, you know are go getters when it comes to catching fish. They have a sense of getting on fish, and you y- you see it in every trip. Absolutely, and you know Jake's taking over the chief
9: um, from from Chris Randall, um, who's uh, who's taken a he's retired this year, I guess you'd say. Um, we do we have an incredible mix of talent here at H and M. We have some of the most tenured operators in the fleet. You were talking to two of them earlier with Chuck and Bobby. These guys have been on the water for decades. Um, there isn't anybody that's more instinctual than than both of those two guys. And you talk about um, some of the some of the other guys that have been around for a long time, Rick Scott. Um, boy, I don't even want to say myself. Yeah, We don't want to uh, leave so, anybody yeah. out.
1: There's just a great Frank, group of guys. You know, all
9: of them, and these guys also are tremendous mentors to some of these younger guys that are coming up that are taking the reins of, of some of the boats here at H&M.
1: Now, the Constitution's been down at Port of Art. Is it going to come back here, and is it going to home port out of H&M, uh, or is it going to stay uh, down in uh, Mexican waters? Do you know?
9: No, no. Keith will have the, uh, he'll have the Constitution back up here in May once he rounds up his... Uh, his PV schedule, and then he'll be offering trips starting in June all the way through mid-October before he heads south again.
1: You know, we're, we're right at the end of Day at the Docks, but Day at the Docks has been such a great event when it comes to the public's perception of what's happening down there. Them having the ability to come down, see the vessels, talk to the skippers, talk to the people that they make the reservations with, you know, talk to the tackle people that are here. It's just a, a great overall event. There isn't there isn't another
9: one-day event like this anywhere up and down the coast. Day at the Docks is a must-do event. I know I have friends that come all the way up from Ventura County down here for Day at the Docks. It's, it's an incredible day where all the boats get to showcase their business. And it's a wonderful time for folks who've never been fishing before on one of these boats, to come out, either take a short boat ride or even just walk around the boat, see what it's like, see what it's going to be like when they do take their first trip out. Also, like you mentioned, meet some of the tackle manufacturers. Um, sometimes there's tremendous deals throughout the day on some of that tackle for, uh, for folks to, to purchase or to get started or even just to ask questions. Do I need it? What should I have? It's a great, great day. Um, it's a true family festival.
1: You know it what it is I've always seen it as a great opportunity to get familiar with the boats you know you you'll listen to the radio shows and uh, uh, the advertising and you hear this vessel one vessel a lot of a lot of the fellows though they are uh, the fishermen they're graduating maybe from half day to three quarter day they want to go on to longer boats or we even get some women fishermen that are out there going, "Wow, is this really something that I want to do? Do I want to go on an overnight?" day at the docks gives them a chance to come and actually look at the boats talk to the people that are running them talk to the crew that are assisting them and having a great time over there i mean it's it's an excellent time that's afforded nowhere else or at any other time to get to know the fleet
9: absolutely and you you hit on all cylinders with that john it's there's no better day than to come down and and physically meet the captain of the boat meet some of the crew and you have a chance to engage and ask questions what is it going to be like on this type of trip what would i need or or this is what i currently have in my arsenal do i need anything extra or what can i anticipate on a trip like that every one of these owners and operators captains and crews are very proud uh to show you their boat and to share with you their expertise and experience we want you to come down today at the docks we want you to come down and board our vessels and see exactly what it's all about this is a it, it's there like you said earlier there isn't another one day event like this to showcase and promote southern california san diego fishing
1: all right uh you know i know we hadn't talked about this but maybe you can comment it on it uh, you just said you just came back from a, a SAC meeting uh, with ken franke uh, what are some of the issues right now that that SAC is addressing and and how are we getting along on them? Well,
9: I'm I'm remaining ever optimistic. Um, As I said earlier, I think a few shows ago, Ken did just get back from Mexico City on uh, one of the biggest junkets, I think, that um, the U.S. has had. We had the San Diego Chamber of Commerce business leaders, um, some fishery officials that all went down. Even Mayor Faulkner was present down in Mexico City. (coughs) Excuse me. That's right. And um, Ken came back with a with a with a true sense of of alliance. We certainly have a seat at the table with regards to the Pacific Island biosphere. Um, we have a uh, mutual respect between both our fleet and the the fleets in Mexico uh, and also in in uh, fisheries and resource management. So stay tuned. I can't give you any concrete answers. However, we are all sitting at the same table with our sleeves rolled up working out what is going to be the future in terms of resource access in Mexico. And right now, it looks very, very bright. I look at the Pacific Island biospheres very much the same as um, our national parks here in the United States. I don't want to at all, based on my conversation with Ken and others, I don't at all want to um, compare them to marine protected areas that we have around the Channel Islands or around some of our uh, coastline areas because that's not the intent. And I believe that um, I believe that we are going to move forward likely business as usual. There may be another permit or two involved or a bracelet like we already have that type of process uh, for some of the long range boats. I don't believe it's going to impact us much financially in terms of um, those permits or bracelets. So it's just a matter of uh, helping Mexico, working with Mexico, design and refine the system of access to the Pacific Island biosphere.
1: We, uh, you know, we all know that uh, we fish in Mexican waters uh, as guests of the Mexican government. In uh, you're working with them, do you uh, do you find it, are they genuinely looking? for solutions for the fleet to come on down here or do they seem to be kind of resistant to it and we're wearing away at them to come on down here because we have such a rich tradition of fishing down there what what seems to be the attitude overall no i
9: believe the attitude is um the feeling is is mutual in terms of access and our fleet has worked very hard with those regulatory agencies in mexico in obtaining proper permits making sure that our customers have the proper license, for instance, a a daily license to fish in Mexico, or if we are fishing the islands, we issue an FMM or a visa. And as long as we have our paperwork in order, which we do, when we head down across the border, there is no issue. It's It's seamless 99.9% of the time unless... There's an issue with paperwork, and again, that typically doesn't come from our fleet. So
1: do do the does the U.S. fleet create enough of a revenue stream uh, into the Mexican government that it's a force to be reckoned with if they lose it?
9: Well, in terms of a revenue stream, in terms of licensing, if that's what you're talking about, certainly we do. We contribute significantly. However, it's kind of a loaded question. Um, We contribute significantly through the purchase of visas and our daily Mexican fishing license to um, help fund one of their agencies, and that's the Department of of PESCA. But when you talk about the revenue that we contribute in terms of a fishing license and you talk about a national economy, no. However, PESCA is a very important agency within Mexico, and... To really answer that question direct, yes, we contribute significantly to their budget. All right.
1: Well, let's get on to the point in hand. It's time to start signing up to go fishing. Looks like we're going to have a, a great season. If fishermen want to see the boats that are available, the type of trips that are available out of h H&M and Landing, how's the best way to go about doing that?
9: HMLanding.com is the best website, the only website you need to go to when you're looking for an offshore adventure. Like Bob had mentioned earlier, Bob on the Top Gun 80 has got a lot of charters, offshore charters. He also has a mix of open trips. HMLanding.com, you can filter right down to Top Gun 80, and you can see what few spots are available on some of his trips and get a spot. You can reserve right there. Anything from half-day to multi-day trips, HMLanding.com. If you have any questions, you can give our staff a call at 619-222-1144. We'll be happy to answer any questions. Set up a private charter. Sandy at our charter desk or any one of our staff will be happy to assist you in that. There still are prime charter dates available for the coming season. It's not too late. So if a guy or gal has a group and you want to take the entire boat, oftentimes it's as much or even a little bit less than if you were to buy a ticket individually on that boat. So don't hesitate to look towards that
1: as well for the summer season. And if you happen to miss day at the docks, and you come on down here later maybe you're on a trip a business trip you're not ready to go fishing yet you want to come down and take a look at the vessels the dock is always open and there's always someone here that can help them and answer questions for them
9: there's always somebody i think does chuck ever leave i think he's always here you're uh the dock is always open and that's a great time to just come on down and stroll the docks you see some of the guys working on the boats You can stop by and talk to them. Typically, as long as they don't have anything tore up from the floor up, they're usually welcome (laughs) to have you come on down and check a boat out or answer any questions that you might have.
1: All right, Frank Orsetti, thanks a lot for spending some time with us. We look forward to going out with you this season. It looks like it's going to be a great season. And please let us check with you from time to time to get an update on exactly what's happening because I know good, better, or different, we'll get the right scoop with talking to you.
9: Absolutely, John. I appreciate you having me on the show.
1: All right. Hey, more Rod and Reel radio to come. Stay tuned.
0: No is trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main in El Cajon. Or
1: online, anytime, anywhere, at ElCajonFord.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family owned Lands End Charters. Lands End Charters offer their clients affordable and all inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience go to landsendcharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call cobble greg or jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing
4: adventures call today hdm 1144 or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. h m Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's h m Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com.
5: Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Man to the brand new redesigned smoke reel we've got something for everyone in your family have some fun, take a kid fishing they're the future of our sport Quantum, we are performance tuned you can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal.com at 619-466-8355
2: Attention, Rod and Reel Radio listeners! Be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen, including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app. By texting the word "real" R E E L to nine zero four zero seven, or enter the words "code group" in the App Store on your smartphone.
1: Hey, welcome back to Ron Real Radio. You know, I'm uh, doing some interviews here on the Top Gun eighty. Uh, just uh, interviewed uh, Bobby Taft, Chuck Taft, uh, Frank Rossetti. And if you haven't heard those interviews yet, they're probably still coming on up. And who pops up but one of our favorite fishing persons? Lori Heath. Lori, how are you doing?
10: I'm doing great. How about you?
1: All right. And we were just talking, you were telling us that you have actually booked a charter with Bobby Taft here on the Top Gun eighty, uh, and you're kinda out here, you know, getting ready for a day at the docks. And you're also looking at the boat too.
10: Oh yeah, I'm checking out the boat. We're actually gonna do a five point five day out of H and M landing here on the Top Gun eighty, at uh, the end of August, and looking forward to it.
1: Now I thought it was a funny story. You know, we talk about all the creature comforts of, that the boats like Top Gun 80 have to uh, have in store for you. They have their own soda fountains. They've got, uh, 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 you know, satellite gyro-driven television, so they only get the sight. You were first drawn to this boat by what?
10: I just liked the way it looked, and I snuck on it to check it out, and that was last year. And I took some pictures of myself inside of it, and I noticed a bowl of chocolate. <laughs> I didn't take any, though. But later I told the captain, I told Mr. Taff, I said, I was on your boat. And I took some pictures, and I do apologize. And he says, you can come on anytime, And you can also have some of that chocolate if you wanted some.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I admire you in so many areas, Lori. But uh, also, as a fishing person, because you were out there, and you fish just about... As much, if not more, than any other man or woman that I know. What, what, what's this drive to go fishing?
10: Um, I just really love it. It's more about the spirit. It's more about getting out there, and it's not about catching. It's about um, it's an emotional thing that happens to you when if you're feeling stressed um, and you're having a bad day, you just go fishing. There's something about the ocean that it gives to your soul and fills you up, um, and that's what it does for me. Um, when I don't fish for about a week or two, I start getting a little crouchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't. So I need to go out fishing.
1: <laughs> how, how'd you first get hooked up with this? Because of the fact that, did, did, did your parents go fishing or what? Uh, how did you lead uh, into doing them this activity?
10: Yeah, my father, as a, a little girl, I was three years old um, and he's from Minnesota. And my grandfather also were fishermen. Um, my father just passed away just recently. Um, actually, he is the vet of the month. Oh, for the whole month of April. Yeah. Thank you. And he's also a fisherman. And he taught um, all of us kids. There's six of us in our family. I also have an identical twin sister. Her name's Lisa. And um, he taught us all no, to fish. Wait a
1: minute. There's two of you? Yes. There's a clone
10: somewhere? Yes.
1: Holy Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> and is she as gung-ho as you are at almost any activity that you yes. uh, you Yeah, you go after? Yep, she is. That is is cool. She
10: is. And so we grew up with fishing. And then um, after a while, I pursued it just on my own, um, doing lake fishing and um, making trips to Mexico and different parts of the world. I've been to um, Jamaica. I've been to, um, gosh, I can't even, Belize. And I fished in all these different areas that I've traveled to um, and also moved to Santa Cruz. And I would uh, fish out of there uh, off the Capitola Wharf. Um, My friend Frank um, uh, owns it, and so I would go on some of his little skiffs, and we would go out and catch some either um, salmon, uh, sand bass, uh, halibut, things like that.
1: Let's talk a little bit about you being a woman and having a perspective that a woman would have. Maybe the anxiety of going out on the sports fishers because of the fact you get aboard the boat, you don't normally find a lot of women there, though I think nowadays you find a lot more than you did even mm-hmm. as soon as 10 years ago. How, how did you overcome that, and uh, what uh, advice do you have for lady anglers that want to uh, go out and, and, and start pursuing this as a hobby or a passion or however you want to uh, categorize it?
10: Um, I actually didn't have a fear. Um, I I was at home when I hit the boats. I've never been on a party boat. I've been on pongas and things like that before. Um, But when I went on the the party boats, I was very impressed. They have a galley. They have food. They have comfort. Um, And I think that makes a big difference. And the deck hands help you as well as the captains. And it's just talking to people. And when I go on the boats, I'm very comfortable fishing um, with the other men. Sometimes I'm the only woman on the boat. And they actually cheer me on when I get a fish, and everybody, the camaraderie, everybody is just great. Everybody cheers everybody on and wants everybody to catch fish, and it's just nice. You meet new people, um, you uh, expand your horizons and new relationships in a different sport, and I encourage any woman to get on one of these boats, and don't be afraid. You can learn. You will learn. Um, I've actually learned to cast uh, and that was the last uh, two and a half years. I never knew really to cast like I do now. I can actually cast uh, surface irons, and I can cast pretty far. So well, um, I have in those boils.
1: I've even seen reports in, on Facebook that uh, actually you've gone out and uh, you've won the jackpot on uh, quite a number of the trips that you've been on.
10: I have, and those are on hookup baits. Okay. I've been getting yellowtail. Uh, my largest yellowtail on the hookup bait was a 28-pound uh on a um, 1.5 ounce red crab. Um, that same day, I also hooked up on a black sea bass, which we all know in California waters you can't keep. Can't keep, yeah. But I did fight it for a while. And um, the next week, I also hooked up again on another yellowtail, but lost it. And another black sea bass, but let it go.
1: Yeah. So. so. What you know? You talked about hook bait, uh, hookup baits. In fact, it's almost you've almost become the poster child for uh, <laughs> hookup baits. And congratulations, Chad. Great choice. But um, what is it about the lure that you find that makes it so attractive to fish?
10: Um, Because it works. Um, Its Actions speak louder than words, and it really works. And if you watch Chad's videos on YouTube, he'll um, give you instructions and techniques how to be effective and to make the jig work for you or the lure. And so um, before I even used, uh, I mean, watch the videos, I used it and I had moderate success. After I watched his videos, I had 100% success. And it, it's just a really good jig that I really like. It works. And I would not support a jig that didn't work. And it's it's a no brainer. It's pretty easy to do. Um, you can cast it out there, let it drop, jig it in, and next thing you know, you either get ninety-five percent of them are on the drop, but most of mine are in the retrieve, and it's just a great, great uh, jig that I love. I'm, I'm very, very dedicated to it because the success rate is almost a hundred percent. Right now, at least for me.
1: Last week we had your uh, partner uh, Rob uh, Tressler on on the show and. Uh, Rob was going over the importance of uh, the blood bank being mm-hmm. at day at the docks. And just kind of go over that because I know you and Rob probably talk about it a lot. Uh, giving a pint of blood, just how important is that?
10: Uh, it's really important because um, there's a lot of people that we don't realize that actually depend on getting blood at least once a week or every two weeks to be able to save their lives. I was at the Charger game, uh, the Charger Drive, excuse me, uh, last November, and they I met this little girl, and I can't remember her name, so forgive me, but she needs blood every week to stay alive. And I found out that my blood, which is O positive, is the blood she needs. So I made a commitment to her that I would give blood and platelets every two weeks for her. And there are a lot of people like this and that we're not aware of that have to have blood transfusions or platelets just to live. So the importance of that, um, that people need to realize, it could be your family. It could be your family member. It could be you. So when you figure out about donating, really think about it, that this could be my family, and I would love to have other people do this to be able to give this gift of life and save a life, because that's what you're doing. You're saving a life. And there's so many good things uh, that uh, the Blood Bank is doing. Um, you can go online, or they also have a, um, a YouTube page. Not a YouTube page, I do apologize. Fe-
1: Facebook page. Uh, they have page. a
10: Facebook page, and then they also have a... Um, a website you can go on and look at um, all the different things you can do to help out. So I really encourage people to donate blood because it's very, very important. And um, hopefully I'll see you guys all at the Day of the Docs. But yep, actually, this will be after. Right. You'll be
1: seeing it. Yeah. Now, well, let's go just over a couple of things that I think uh, women fishermen are concerned about. And first of all, skin care. Uh, guys don't seem to... You know, be as conscious about skincare, even though in these days of melanoma and cancer and everything else like that. But we're willing to go out and get sunburned a couple of times. Ladies, no, you know, they're worried about the sun, I think, a lot more than men. What are some of the suggestions do you have when it comes to skincare?
10: I would suggest that you use a um, a, a zinc based um, sunscreen, which is really important. There's also clothing lines up there that can actually have sunscreen in them. And then um, I wear a neck cover. It's a protector for your neck and your face. Uh, VC Girls Fishing, I wear theirs, and I love it. Um, It's cool in the the heat, and it's warm in the winter. And it comes in different colors, so it's kind of fun for us women to be able to have those little matching things. Well, it's got
1: got to work well because uh, I know how much time you spend fishing, how much time you spend out in the sun, not only fishing, but your... uh, uh, exercise zealot, so to speak. <laughs> Keep yourself in great shape. But I looked at your face, and it it doesn't look like your face has ever seen a ray of sunshine. So whatever you're doing seems to work really well.
10: Yeah, it's a zinc base. Plus, I use um, my uh, VC girls. I use my uh, neck cover, too, which helps. So Well,
1: we're just coming to the end of the day at the docks. There's been thousands, if not tens of thousands of people here. Probably a lot of women have been really inspired to go you know the sports fishing thing it's something i really want to get involved with could you have any advice for women on if they want to get involved with us maybe for a first time uh what they should do
10: um i think they should start with the landing and go in and talk to them and then they can advise them to what uh trip to take a half day i would suggest would be the best and then they can provide them uh, with a rental rod And uh, once you enter onto the boat, uh, the crew takes over and they will set up your rental rod for you and give you instructions on how to use that rental rod. And um, as you're catching your fish, they actually come, they'll come to your side and they will instruct you on how to catch that fish so you're successful and you land that fish. Um, And then photographs um, also after you're done with that prize fish you just caught is always a good plus. And it's just, um, I think, just go out and have a good time. Socialize, make friends, other uh, women fishermen. um, Come fish with me. I'm going on a Cedro's trip in July. I need a couple more people on there with me. Um, If you guys would like to come out and fish with me, there's three more spots, and it'd be great. Or just come out in a half day. You may see me out there, and if you do, I'll help you out.
1: Best way to get a hold of you, I know you're on Facebook, is to... uh mention or comment or like you on Facebook and then that way if someone has any questions or they want to go with you to Mm -hmm. Cedrus Island uh you can give them the details on exactly what it's all about
10: yes and I'm also on Instagram it's uh Bendo Babe uh Lori um H and if you come in there and you can you can send me a private message and I'll help you out if there's a trip you want to take I'll tell you when I'm going out and we can meet up and I'll help you
1: all right well Laurie, I appreciate you being with us. Uh, great fishing over this past season. I've seen pictures of you with you know, the bottom fish when that was coming along. Now all of a sudden I'm seeing pictures of you with yellowtail and everything else like that. Uh, have a successful season. And please let us check in with you from time to time just to find out what you're doing. And from the ladies' perspective on just what's happening with sports fishing That's in how- general.
10: Oh, perfect. That sounds great, and I would love that. And I just wanted to let everybody know the Yellowtail Derby is coming up, so sign up, come out, and join it. It is an awesome event. I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully I can place in some of them. But I would uh, love for more people to sign up, get out there for the derby, and let's make this a great competition. It will be really fun.
1: Good thing to know, Yellowtail Derby is coming on up. If you need more information about the Yellowtail Derby, just go to yellowtailderby.com. It has the entry form, it has the schedule has when the kickoff party is it's a 37 day event and it's going to be a lot of fun
10: yep i'll see you there all
1: right laurie thanks a lot for being with us hey this is ron real radio stay tuned we'll be back after these messages
5: Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com.
9: If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing
3: a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water.
10: Love California, Boat
0: California, Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
1: Here we are at the Fred Hall Show in Del Mar. Get a chance to see a lot of people. And we talked before, not only with products, manufacturers, but also a lot of great services. And I'm here with Danny and Sergio from Angler's Chronicles. A lot of you. Well, no anglers' chronicles, and let's start off with Sergio. Sergio, welcome to the show, guy. Well,
11: thank you. Hop along. Uh, this is one of the most amazing things that we get to do. Just come out here and interact with the public. There's nothing better than that. Where we come one-on-one with that fisherman, that future fisherman, that seasoned fisherman. We want them all, and it gives us a chance with me and Danny to shake some hands and Angler Chronicles. What it is. Three, four years ago, we started our fourth season. Danny and I were sitting there and go, we ought to do this. And I said, I don't think so. I want to go back to being retired. And Danny says, no, we got to do this. And we ended up doing it.
8: Well, Danny, we got to find out what is this? Hop along. Here's what happened. Uh, Actually, I I was uh, Ronnie Kovacs producer for about 10 years. And and as uh, your listeners probably know, Ronnie uh, uh, passed away on us about A little over three years ago. Well, Sergio and I got together, and uh, Fox still wanted the program on television, so we had to change the name. Well, Angler Chronicles is what it has become, and and it has really evolved. We're in our fourth year of production now, Sergio and I. We've been all over the place, lots of Mexico, Alaska, uh, British Columbia. What we're trying to do now in stunning high definition is really quality uh, television programming. Uh, educational, informative, entertaining. That's what it's all about, especially the angler education. So I think Sergio and I have accomplished that. And yes, uh, you're talking about the Fred Hall shows. Of course, we're in Del Mar now. We were in Long Beach. Uh, uh, Bart and Mike now have a show in Bakersfield. There's nothing like the the Fred Hall shows. It's just a lot of fun. These are our people, fishermen. Uh, Of course, we've got our radio show too. That Sergio can tell you more about that. But Anyway, it's just a pleasure to be here, and uh, nice to meet you. I'll hop along, and and, uh, just it's a great day.
1: Thanks, Danny. And, Sergio, you know, one of the things I find out, you go to these shows, and you get a chance to talk with the people that are actually listening to the product or viewing the product you put out. Sometimes you think you're just a voice going out into the ether, and you don't know. You you scratch your head and go, is anyone getting up at 5 in the morning, Uh or is anyone there? at six in the evening on Sunday to listen to us. And then all of a sudden you come on out here and you get a chance to meet the people that are actually taking advantage of your product.
11: This reminds me of the Wizard of Oz. Remember at the end of the show when they pull the curtain and there's the wizard? (laughs) It's like that. We don't really know until we get the feedback. And this is where we get the feedback. You know, in addition to that, you know, we do uh, schools. We do fishing schools. we got 32 charters this year. And so that gives us also a chance to go one-on-one with the angler. And then what really motivates Angler Chronicles is our charity aspect. We do the olive press. We get a chance to, well, last year we did $250,000 for uh, foster care kids here in Southern California. We did Fishers of Men. It's Casting for Souls in the East Cape. And we uh, were able to take 6,000 brand-new pairs of shoes to 5,000 needy people. And just as as late as last Saturday, we were at Mile Square Park in Fountain Valley, and along with uh, Orange County Parks and the Department of Fish and Wildlife, we had 750 children that we were able to introduce to fishing. And you know, we have a saying at Angler Chronicles, Don't buy your kid an Xbox. Buy him a tackle box. Mm -hmm. Let's get him back outdoors. So when you do these shows, it just brings it all together. The people that have attended, they've heard about it. They're watching the show. They're listening to the show. And as you know, it's hop along. How many people do you get to say, hey, I listen to you every...
1: every It always amazes me. Yeah. You know, actually, what we get on our show, we go... I want you and Stan to quiet down and let's hear more Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wendy's a great asset. Okay? She certainly
11: is. She really knows hey, her.
1: Dan, you know, all the stuff that Angler's Chronicles is do, are doing, they can't do it, though, without great sponsors behind them. Who, yes. who are some of the people that are behind Angler's Chronicles oh. that, that are
8: helping you? My gosh. Uh, well, where, where do you start? We've got some great sponsors. Of course, Owner Hooks has been with us for uh, many years, uh, Turner's, Outdoorsman, big sponsors, Carne de Teresa, uh, which is uh, marinated meats. are not, not sport fishing necessarily, but great sponsors. And, yes, you're right. Uh, without the sponsors, you can't do any of this. You know that, Opelon. So, so you might want to uh, add to that a little bit, Sergio. Well, with
1: Sergio, what's <laughs> nice about some of the sponsors I've heard, you know, the, the people that are in the fishing industry are getting bombarded all the time from people wanting to do this and that. But you guys have recognized that there are companies that don't necessarily produce for the sports fishing industry that still fishermen are a market for this product, and you've recognized that. Well, let's face it. Uh, We
11: are in the fishing industry. But the only way we're going to expand this sport that we have such a passion for is to spread the word. And if you go outside the industry, well, guess what? We're spreading the word. They're getting it. And when a sponsor sees this, they share it with their colleagues and their peers, and there it goes. All of a sudden, fishing is back, you know, on the radar. We, unfortunately, we live in a in a state that is not extremely friendly to the outdoorsman. You know, hunting and fishing, we're always getting, you know, bombarded. But you know what? We need to get more of a grassroots action going, okay? Let's teach our kids to fish, not you know, be out in the streets doing the wrong stuff.
1: They're here to replace us, that's for sure. That's right. And we, if we don't pass along our passion, nobody will. Right. Danny, you know, you had a vision four years ago, and you've gotten mm-hmm. to this point now. Where are you going to be in another four or five years, do
8: you think, with Angler's Chronicles? Well, with, with Angler's Chronicles, we, we plan to just uh, keep going. And uh, we, want to do, we want to do much more in uh, by the uh, charities, the charitable organizations that Sergio mentioned. Uh, there, there's so many of them. Uh, I mean, we've done Friends of All, Fish for Life, uh, the autistic children, special needs ki- children. We've done this big thing in in the East Cape recently. We're gonna we're going to expand on that in different locations, maybe even Cedros Island. We just did uh, La Mission in, in, in Northwest Baja. So we want we want to do that. I would say the charitable organizations is uh, like Olive Crest. Last year Hopalong, we raised. Uh, a quarter of a million dollars for Ollie Press. These are kids that are like foster kids, foster home children. I mean, it, it does our heart good and we can do good for the, for the children and uh, for these uh, charitable groups. Uh, Heroes on the water, uh, our veterans who've come back and they're, and they're messed up. They need to go fishing. We're helping with that. So that's what we see. That's what I see along again with the, with the entertaining fishing. I mean, we're all fishermen. So anything we can do by way of good quality sport fishing video, we're doing a lot more aerial shots now, which has added a whole new dimension to television production. So that's that's the way uh, I see the future going for Angler Chronicles. I All
1: right, I know there's a lot of people listening going, "Where's the show been? Where have I been that I, I'm not even that familiar with it?" Let's start off with the radio part of the Sergio. People want to tune in to Angler's Chronicles to find out what you guys are all about, what you're doing. How's the best way to go about doing that? Well, the
11: best way to do do it is go to AM 830, K-L-A-A, where you broadcast, excuse me, broadcast directly from Angels Stadium, so the California Angels. You know, uh, it's the same radio station that covers UCLA, the Ducks, the 49ers. It's a big one. Okay, so every Saturday morning between 5 and 7 a.m., you know, it's a perfect time because all the guys are either going to a lake, they're getting ready to board one of the local fishing boats, so they can listen to the show directly on AM830 KLAA, or they can tune in through their website uh, at am net, and you can catch it worldwide. In fact, people that know me know that I was born in Argentina. Mm-hmm. And because of the time change from my family back home, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, not 5 a.m. Right. So they're telling me that as they're getting ready to do their lunch, they're listening to me. They go, we don't know what the heck you're saying because it's in English, but we're listening to you and we know that's your voice. It, so that's the radio it's show. It's
1: fishing, so everyone's interested. And, Danny, when it comes to Angler's Chronicle on television with Fox right. Sports, tell we, us about that. Well,
8: we are on Fox Sports West, I belong uh, at, we're on uh, every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 8:30 on Fox Sports West. A different show at 8 and diff- and and one at 8:30. We're also on Prime Ticket. You need to check your local listings. Generally on Prime Ticket on Monday, it's 10 a.m. and on two, and then on Tuesday, uh, it's two. been 11:30 ele- in the morning. But sometimes two. Check your local listing. But as far as the stations, Fox Sports West and Prime Ticket, Fox Sports West covers all the angel games so if you can get an angel game most people can you can also watch angler chronicles and through direct tv if you got any type of satellite it's nat- uh,
11: nationwide so all right well good.
1: sergio and danny anglers chronicles man the best of both worlds television great radio great information put out by you guys thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us we're sitting here at the booth there's a lot of other people that want to speak with you I appreciate it. you guys have a successful show, and we look forward to keeping in contact with you to find out how Angler's Chronicle is uh, are evolving well, along. And congratulations on the great work. That well, you let me do. tell
11: you this: I listen to you every Sunday evening, okay, and get a lot of reports from you as well. So thank you uh, for for taking the time and talking to us. We really do appreciate it. And let me just say this to everybody out there: Let's go.
1: Fishing. you got it they're uh, they're out there they're getting away captain chris rando from chief sports fishing and captain chris tell us about what's happening on the chief now that the tuna season is upon us it's here and it's time to go on the chief for those you
9: who are not familiar with the vessel she's an 85 by 24 24- Deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chiefs onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity. We have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh. And our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to HM Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook
3: and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com.
12: 7262 or just spell Bass Boat. 1-800-BASSBOAT I know, there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's one 800 Boat, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log
1: on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.COM Hey, welcome back to uh, Ron Real Radio. Well, I've been spending the afternoon at h H&M and Landing and I was just about ready to take off and ran the, into another one of the premier skippers over here. Runs the uh, premiere, which is a half-day boat out of H and M Landing, Captain Tim Green. Captain, welcome to the show.
13: Thank you very much, John. You know,
1: uh, Tim, we can uh, talk to you a little bit about how did you get to this point in time running the premiere. Tell us a little bit about your background.
13: Well, I, I started off uh, in Newport Beach with uh, Spike Taft back in the the '60s, actually. Wow. I, I knew Bobby and Chuck very well as kids, and. Uh, ended up working for their dad and moved down to san diego when i graduated from high school in 1970 and i've been here ever since right Uh, i started down here one day type stuff moved on to the long range for a while i ran the finalista 100 for h&m landing at one time and uh eventually to the half day when i started having a family i moved down to i moved to the half day business so i could be at home more okay uh Bought the Fisherman 3 half-day boat here at H&M Landing in 1989. I had that boat up until about 10 years ago, Uh, and I sold that boat. I also had the Malahini at that time, sold both of them, and bought the Premier here and we've had
1: the Premier now for 10 years. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Premier. Tell us a little bit about the vessel itself.
13: Well, the boat is 81 feet long and 23 feet wide. It's got a steel hull, an aluminum house on it. Uh, it seats 36 people in the galley. It's a very big, wide, spacious boat. It sits low to the water. It's a very, very comfortable boat, uh, even with a, a large load on it. You can with 50 or 60 people on, you can still be comfortable on this boat. It's got lots and lots of room. You can pass by the cabin and the rail easily. Uh, two people. A lot of boats. Uh, it's a little more difficult. Uh, and we we uh, we pride ourselves in uh, longevity. We've been here a long time. Uh, we know the area very well. And uh, we're uh, we're a people. This well, way.
1: you know, the half day boat is. You know where most people start their uh, their fishing experience Absolutely. and uh i'd like to tell the people that even if you have no experience a boat like the premier with the skipper and the crew that you have that's the place to go because i think we've all started on half day boat fishing
13: well everybody i know started there yeah um yeah, you can come down here. You can, uh, like you said, with no experience, we have tackle. You can rent your tackle in the office, come down on the boat. The crew will assist you in tying your tackle. If you want to learn how to tie knots at that time, they'll teach you how to tie knots. Or if you don't have your dikes with you or whatever, we'll tie your knots for you. Show, we like to show people how to put baits on. We have a little seminar going out of the harbor every trip. Uh, just basically teach the basics on how to fish. Uh, and then once we get out there, depending on how many people we have on board, we try to be as hands-on as we can. We try to get everybody's fish off for them. beginner to not, you know to expert. We, we try to be right there when I bring a fish on board and help them out with it.
1: And whether you uh, live in San Diego or you're going to be coming to visit us during spring break here, it's a great activity to bring the family.
13: Oh, absolutely that's, that's uh, yeah, I mean, you get out here, get on the boat you can bring your family out you can get out on the ocean spend six hours at sea get back and still go to dinner or lunch or whatever you got to do for the day yeah mom and
1: dad don't necessarily have to fish that you got great food aboard the boat you have uh, all kinds of beverages the kids even though you're not babysitters you're teaching the kids on what to do helping them along so it can be a real family uh, project and compared to other entertainment in the world today extremely reasonable
13: very much so yeah we will uh, adult fare on our boat is fifty dollars for the for the day for the half day um children and and, and seniors is forty dollars like you said that's very very reasonable for any kind of entertainment
1: these days now you know, tell us about a half day boat what's normally your schedule
13: well, we we leave at 6:30 in the morning, and we'll get back around 12 or 12:30, and then again we'll at one o'clock, and get back at 6:30 in the evening. So that's our two trips. In the summertime, we add another trip. We'll leave 6:30, uh, and we'll go out until about 11 o'clock at night. We we'll call it a twilight trip. And and that trip sometimes the fishing is very good. It doesn't have to be. It can be very calming and and just a wonderful trip to just get out, like you say.
1: Now the weekdays like this are are the days to go out because weekends especially with the season that we're anticipating is going to be packed but come the weekdays it's a good time to go out you're going to get a lot of attention and you also might get on one of those extended half day trips too which are really a bargain
13: they are we we do actually during the winter time we do extended half day fishing Mexican waters. When the rock cod is shut down in the state of California for January and February, we do extended half day into Mexican waters just across the border. Uh, We fish uh, the nine mile bank north of North Island in Mexican waters and we're in deep water and we catch a lot of really nice quality rock cod, reds and bocachos and and, uh, lingcod and that's such things there it's uh
1: you know it it always seems like the half day boats kind of get a bad rap because they figure oh we're going after bottom fish we're going after sand bass going calicos which is great build affair but the way the season has been the past couple of years you're actually going out and getting some quality fish
13: oh for sure you know i mean uh, two years ago we had uh, probably 10 yellowtail over 40 pounds wow. and lots of 20 to 30 pounders, lots of them. And uh, that that was two years ago. Last year, most of the fish weren't quite that big, but still we we're catching a lot of 10, 15, 20-pound yellowtail. Uh, yellow, we catch yellowtail every year on the half-day boat. So All right. A, How,
1: how's the best way to prepare to come on the half-day boat? Or maybe individuals that haven't been out fishing uh, with regards to what to wear, uh Tackle. What to bring with them. What not to bring with them. How should they prepare?
13: Well, um, the weather generally is pretty mild on our coast here in San Diego. If you if you just wear like a windbreaker over your T-shirt or long sleeve shirt, you're going to be prepared for almost any season here in San Diego. Um, come down the boat if you got a pair of dikes, bring your pair of dikes with you so you can cut line. If you don't have anything, you still can come down you can you can wrench your tackle at the landing here come on down to the boat and uh, we have everything on board we've got live bait Uh, a lot of times we use frozen squid we have frozen squid Um, we have everything you need right on board like i said we have a full galley uh, from breakfast to burgers to sodas beer water whatever you want in the galley so
1: and it is unusual i mean we just had uh, lori heath on lady fisherman She'll come out and fish with you in the morning and turn around and go right back out with you in the afternoon because she's had such a great time.
13: Oh, she loves fishing. Lori, Lori's an <laughs> avid, avid. She's a nut. You know. I mean, she just loves to get out on the water. She loves fishing.
1: So. You know, and also, even for our, our uh, senior citizens, they, they may not be able to get around as well. They don't think that uh, uh, maybe they want to navigate a boat on an overnight or uh, even extended trip the half-day trips are just great for them to come aboard fish have a great time and not really uh expend a lot of energy that uh you know they feel that maybe they can't
13: that's that's very true uh, we have a lot of senior anglers on our boat uh, they, they enjoy the boat they enjoy the the low impact you know the boat is low and stable for one thing and it's you know there's not a Huge expectation for them to have to come out and take home tuna for dinner. You know, they come out and, you know, I mean, the calico bass fishing in the summertime is fabulous here yes. in San Diego. And and it's, it's one of my favorite things. I've caught every fish in the ocean almost, you know, in the Pacific anyway. And calico bass fishing is right at the top of the list as far as fun.
1: Now, the premier is out of H&M Landing. Uh, I think you suggest that even if you decide to come during the week, it's best to call and make a reservation so that you know that they're going to peop- be people here to come aboard.
13: Absolutely. it's If you make a reservation, it sure helps, you know, when there's, when there's very few numbers to help get the boat out. Sometimes we don't have enough this time of year, and uh, making the reservation helps get the boat away from the dock. We need generally about 10 people to get away from the dock.
1: But during the week, man, that's the time to come. Fishing with 10 15 people aboard the premier yes. that is uh quality fishing you plenty of room at the at the rail plenty of attention from the crew plenty of bait to go out there and maybe even experiment with some of the ways of fishing that you weren't sure with that you can uh you know you can practice and you got an experienced crew there to be able to help you
13: uh, absolutely you know we're we're definitely teach you whatever you need to know i mean Crew on board has been fishermen. I've been on the ocean for a lot of years. My crew is very experienced. We can teach you. Maybe you want to learn how to pick out a jig, how to throw a, a jig. Uh, questions about that? How to, you know, tie your Specter to your mono. Anything you might need to learn before you get out on the on the one day boat or the day and a half boat. All
1: guess. right. Well, Captain Tim Green, thanks a lot for being with us. And I know the boat's waiting for you to show up here right now. Okay appreciate you taking the time to be with us and let's check with you from time to time just to see as we get deeper into the season now what you're going after and how the fishing is that
13: sounds very good yes, all right much,
1: well that's it from h&m landing over here we've gone the half day we've gone the overnight we've gone the long range you know what h&m landing is the place to come if you've got a fishing need they will fill it so uh Right now, from H&M Landing, this is Hopalong giving you a great good night. Thanks a lot for being with us. We'll be with you next Sunday night with a live show starting at 5.05 p.m. on AM 540 or at com. Thank you for being with us. So for Jorge, Ben, and always in memory of Eddie McCune and Big Tuna Bill, thanks a lot for being with us. Get out there. Make your reservations. Go get them. They're getting away. Someone else is going to catch your fish. Thanks a lot, everyone. We'll see you next Sunday night.